I believe that being an entrepreneur doesn't mean to establish your own startup always. You can become an entrepreneur by you know writing a blog sometimes, or you can become an entrepreneur by changing something within a big organization. Because I believe that real entrepreneurship is all about creating an impact. So anywhere you can create an impact is the where that is it a point that you can become an entrepreneur. For example, to me, you are really an entrepreneur by taking this podcast because you help other entrepreneurs to learn from the others other CEOs, other co-founders, which is a big contribution. We had a kind of very big passion to move on with establishing a new startup in digital marketing. So this is why with Sarhat we decided to sold our shares and have an exit. And then accordingly we started Insider. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, where we're still in Rise, Hong Kong. And I interviewed Hande Chilingir, CEO and co-founder of Insider, which hails from Istanbul in Turkey. It's a growth management platform for digital marketers. In this first episode of three, she talks about her humble background, the influence of her parents, her education, and her many international experiences, especially China. Some of the foundations for her success as an entrepreneur. Insider has grown at a rapid pace since interviewing Hande a few months ago, and now has almost 500 employees with 21 offices on three continents. It's currently, at this time of recording, the outright leader in the very competitive G2 grid for mobile marketing software. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. So today we have Hande Chilingir, who is the CEO and co-founder of Insider here on 40 Minutes of SaaS, and we're at Rise Hong Kong. Great to see you, Hande. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm doing grand. Uh, it's been good. Uh, I really enjoyed introducing you to the stage today. Yeah. Amazing panel. That was, a, that was a nice skin intro, so thank you. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. So I'm honored that, that to be interviewing for the first time somebody from the great nation of Turkey. It's the, it's, it's the first time I've, I've interviewed a founder from there. Um, and I'm very interested to know about um, your life and your youth and what it was like up until, up until let's say, you went into the work. Yeah, uh, sure, of course. So we are six co-founders and all of those six co-founders are coming from very humble backgrounds. Yeah. And uh, just like myself, um, I am a daughter of a housewife and also electrician who used to work in the ships. And uh, I became an entrepreneur. To me, by the way, it's a bit difficult because when the other people ask my mother, what is Hande doing or what's she doing? It's a little difficult, to, difficult for her to explain what I am doing for sure. But I think the, the, my childhood is very important for me because it was, the, I think, one of the triggers that actually helped me to become an entrepreneur. Because my father as an electrician was a very hardworking man in order to provide the required resources for my sister and my my education. After the retirement, he started to you know go to the houses to repair anything in the house. Uh, so, and he, this is how he, he was actually making money. And I remember the times it was, you know, in a very rainy day or in a, even in sometimes snowy day, he was say, having his bicycle and going to the people's houses to make money and also repair the, you know, their stuff. 
so until the even until the age of 68 he used to work uh, so this is why I can say that I think the mentality of being a hard worker and the mentality of always putting effort to life or to you know change something comes from the mentality of my father and he wasn't a complainer and you know in most of the organizations not being a complainer being an achiever is pretty much important and my side of you know not being a complainer and focusing on the you know achievements is also I think coming from from my father so he has a very very big influence in my childhood I was a very happy kid Again, a hardworking kid, thanks to my mom, because I was studying a lot. And after the university, which was, you know, uh, London School of Economics, I have a graduate of London School of Economics, Economics and Management Department. LSE, very LSE, famous. LSE, yeah, yeah, very famous school, in, especially in social sciences. Absolutely. I think the best school in the world in social sciences. Probably, yeah. Uh, so after the actual graduation, I mean, before the graduation, before the graduation, I was working in different, you know, corporate companies like Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, and I can... I could see that working in that kind of organization is a little bit difficult for me because I cannot see the impact of what I am doing. Or if I would like to change something, if I would like to create a you know most more efficient process, or if I would like to you know execute something that can change the you know skill scope of the work in a very positive way, it will it take ages ages to do so, and the, you you are not being given huge responsibility. So this is why I decided that I should become an entrepreneur. By the way, I believe that being an entrepreneur doesn't mean to establish your own startup always. You can become an entrepreneur by you know, writing a blog sometimes, or you can become an entrepreneur by changing something within a big organization, because I believe that real entrepreneurship is all about creating an impact. So anywhere you can create an impact is the, where the, is the point that you can become an entrepreneur. For example, to me, you are an entrepreneur by taking this podcast because you help other entrepreneurs to learn from the others, other CEOs, other co-founders, which is a big contribution. And it's a real Thank contribution you. to the ecosystems. Thank you so much. This is how ecosystems actually develop. Uh, so uh, after we, I discovered this, that I should become an entrepreneur, uh, I decided to I decided to actually s start my first business with Sarhat. Sarhat is also one of the co-founders of Insider. He's also a graduate. He's he were my you know classmate from university. But you know, in order to start your business, it's very important to be in the, at the right time with the right people and uh, you know in the right place, which wasn't the, which wasn't the case for us that time. So after the graduation, we decided to pursue our careers in different you know. Uh, countries by learning new languages and also discovering more people and we, but we decided that one in couple in couple of years we need to come back come back again and get together and start our first business and what languages do you speak I speak I speak English I speak Chinese and I speak a little bit German Wow, you speak Chinese. That's yeah, because after the after the graduation, uh, we, I have decided to go to China, stay there for two and a half years. In my first year, I was a student in Shanghai Normal University because I believe that the best way of doing business in some country is all about learning more about the, their culture and, of course, language. Yeah. So this is why I have started the master programs in master program in Shanghai, international Chinese and culture. And meanwhile, I started to work because I had a scholarship when I'm going to my uh, going to China for my master's degree and also for my dormitory and other expenses. But it finished on the way. 
because I, I was, you know, traveling a lot inside of, you know, China because it's a very big geography, very different one. Discovery Absolutely. is very, you know, important. So this is why I also, also because of, you know, having more experience, I started to work in a Chinese company. It was very difficult for me to adapt to Chinese culture and, you know, even Shanghai is a very global city or metropolitan city. It was very uh, difficult to adapt because, uh, you know, even even in the you know most of the parts in Shanghai, uh, the you know half of the city doesn't have heating system. But you know the food, the challenges, the people, heating systems, etc., etc. All of them came together actually created a kind of person from me who can be who can get adapted to you know less resources easily and instead of complaining I know that I need to survive. So it was a very important important experience for me. Mm. And after why I mean my side was in Russia, learning Russian and you know be invested working as an investment banker. So after two and a half years we came together and started to start we started to establish our first startup which is a language school. Uh, in the southwest part of the Turkey, there is a town called Fethiye. There are more than 7,000 British people living in Fethiye. They have emigrated to Fethiye after retirement. Okay. So this is why we have decided to start a language school there, where we can students from all around the world, and you know, putting them to stay with English host families. Ah. And this will be a great impact for them. This will be a great impact for you know Fethiye itself and also for Turkey. Of course, it was very difficult to bring the students there because they, everyone thought that, was thinking that, you know, in Turkey, main language <laughs> Turkish, which is the case, by the way. But they didn't thought that there is a little, you know, English town and they can learn English. And also, by the way, it's a very beautiful destination that you can have a beautiful, beautiful holiday. So it was like an education tourism thing. By traveling across 30 to 40 countries and talking about Fethiye and even inviting them to come to here, stay with English families. Just in two years, we managed to bring more than 3,000 students from all over the world to Fethiye. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. We had students from... What's, what's the population of Fethiye? I know the 7,000 English speakers. What's the population, overall population? The overall population is a, it's a small state. It should be like a 20, 20K or 20,000, wow. so something so, like so that. So you brought 15% of their population over a couple of years to, to visit them. Exactly. And the, and the good thing is they were living, they are living in the same, kind of same village. It's like a small English village. So. When you are a student coming to Turkey, with a, which is a very, you know, a relatively easy to access country, so they can spend with the time with the pure, you know, of, uh, English people. Mm. And the good thing was, since they are mostly retired people, they have a lot of time to spend with the students. So this is why uh, I think the business has grown very fast, and we have reached to, you know, more than 30 countries. And uh, at that point. We had kind of a you know challenge to understand that whether we would like to work for a company like this, which says which was a, had a great success, but why it's an offline business, and we were just you know on the way of or on in our mind the digital transformation, digital business were mm. really hot, and we had a kind of very big passion to move on with establishing a new startup in digital marketing. So this is why with Sarhat we decided to sold our shares and have an exit. And then accordingly we started Insider. And did it give you a bit of cash to be able to do Insider? Did you make exactly. a bit of money out of it? We yeah. have financed the Insider in the first and even in the first and half year. Very good. And then... Uh, and that gives you kind of discipline too as well, doesn't it? Because you're spending your own money 
exactly. you're, you're so careful like it, it it means an awful lot everything you, yeah. everything you invest in exactly exactly and this is why um, we get our funds like you know in the first after the first year of insider it was a seed round and after that we got our series uh, almost like three or four years ago and we got our series Bay Invested from Sequoia Capital the biggest venture capitalist in the world it's, it's a great, yeah. it's, a, it's a privilege to work with them because their their people are staying in the you know boards of the biggest tech companies in the world so they know the things and how much have you raised at this point 11 million dollars just tell the tell me and the listeners um, what insider is? Yeah, what's your I was, value I was thinking that I, I missed to mention what we are doing. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So it's the thing all is, the thing is, inside is a commercial optimization platform for the digital online businesses. Okay. We have a one-stop platform where uh, you can get integrated, and based on this, you can optimize your conversion rates, operating in different channels, and connecting these channels, and unifying the user data. So this is what Insider do. How many years now has Insider been going? Well, six or seven, the, isn't it? It's half. I would say six and a half. Okay. <laughs> so uh, from the very first day, we had a perspective of going global. So this is why in our ninth month we have expanded to Russia. It's the biggest market in Europe in terms of volume. After we continue with Poland, meanwhile Mena, and after Mena we have expanded to APAC, which is a great market. Yes, the market is a little bit uneducated, so you need to be kind of a you know thought leader here which is also good for us because uh, while we are educating the market, people understood that, okay, Insider is doing what, Insider knows what they are doing and they already have real results. And the thing is they are also engaged with providing kind of very useful reports to the sector. So uh, they, this Asia, Asia part started with the story. And after Asia, Asia Pacific expansion, uh, we have continued with Australia. Ah. This year we have uh, expanded to Australia, which is already again a good market. And by the end of quarter four, our new destination will be US. Very by good. the way, we are currently 400 people, funded more, funded a little bit more than 18 million dollars. Yes. And you know, yeah. And and uh, yeah, I was checking around 400 there on LinkedIn. And I saw that you've grown uh, by about, I don't know. 140 percent or something crazy for the, the last first, two years for the last three years we have been growing more than 130 percent okay okay or 40 even maybe maybe this year 14 i'm not sure very impressive yeah. very impressive and um you know you, what were you saying earlier in 22 countries or something yeah big actually number like we, that? We, by, the, by including the us we are in 22 different countries In the next episode, Hande tells us all about how Insider went about getting product market fit and how they've scaled the company. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills and to Katsu for the music. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating. This podcast is a labor of love and I travel all over the world to interview the founders of amazing SaaS startups. I ask for nothing in return from them other than their valuable time. And I never play dirty tricks such as if you get five of your employees to rate the podcast with five stars and send me screenshots, we'll publish a month earlier. I leave that stuff to others. Several of the biggest podcasts are doing just that. 
These episodes are so much work to produce and very expensive without the backing of a big tech company. Do your good deed for today by taking a minute now to review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any of the major podcast platforms, wherever you're listening to us.